Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode three of season three. This week we are studying First Nephi chapters six through 10. There are amazing stories and lessons in these chapters. And I dare say there's not a week that will go by this year that we won't learn essential doctrine from each lesson. Joseph Smith promised that we could get closer to God by learning and applying the principles taught by the Book of Mormon than by any other principles taught in any other book. And I know that's a true promise, and I hope you see it come true for yourselves this year. In 1 Nephi chapter 7, we read about um, another journey that Nephi and his brothers took back to Jerusalem. This time, there was no record of Laman and Lemuel complaining about the return journey, for they were going to get Ishmael's family and his daughters, who would become brides for Lehi's sons. However, after they had gone back and convinced Ishmael and his family to come with them, and they got back into the wilderness on their return journey, Laman and Lemuel decided they didn't want to go back to Lehi, and they were going to go back to Jerusalem. Nephi confronts them, and they have a, an interchange and an argument, and Laman and Lemuel tie Nephi up, leaving him for dead in the desert. Nephi is miraculously freed from the bonds, and Laman and Lemuel again try to attack him, only to be persuaded otherwise by their future wives. And at this point, Laman and Lemuel experience a rare moment of contrition, and they actually beg Nephi for forgiveness. Now, if you had been beaten, mocked, insulted, betrayed, and left for dead by someone, what would your reaction be when they came asking for forgiveness? And we can read about Nephi's reaction. It's in 1 Nephi chapter 7, verse 21. And it came to pass that I did frankly forgive them all that they had done. And I did exhort them that they would pray unto the Lord their God for forgiveness. And it came to pass that they did so. And after they had done praying unto the Lord, we did again travel on our journey towards the tent of our father. I love Nephi's example. He says, I did frankly forgive them all that they had done. One could argue whether Laman and Lemuel actually deserved forgiveness, but that's really beside the point. Forgiving others is not for their benefit. It is for our benefit. Nephi understood that principle. He understood that harboring resentment would only canker his own soul, and he didn't want to have that burden, so he just let it go. He forgave them. I'm aware that some mental health conditions are often caused by the actions of others. I've seen it happen many times, uh, particularly some of the trauma diagnoses are often caused by exposure to ex significant abuse or neglect. I am not saying that forgiveness is going to cure a trauma diagnosis. I'm not saying that it is a common intervention with such cases, that if you go to see a psychologist and you've got a diagnosis of PTSD, I don't think that forgiveness is going to be one of the first things they suggest. However, I do believe that as we are able to forgive others, we relieve ourselves of a burden that can otherwise be challenging to bear over time. And at the very least, even if forgiving has no effect on actually managing the trauma, it's going to free up some emotional strength that you can use to get better. Harboring that resentment takes emotional energy. And if you can give that up, then that emotional energy becomes available to you to use in other, in other ways. I do believe that forgiveness has a curative effect in some way 
to help us move forward. In section 64 of the Doctrine and Covenants, starting in verse 8, the Savior taught, My disciples in days of old sought occasion against one another and forgave not one another in their hearts. And for this evil, they were afflicted and sorely chastened. Wherefore, I say unto you that ye ought to forgive one another. For he that forgiveth not his brother his trespasses standeth condemned before the Lord, for there remaineth in him the greater sin. I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. And ye ought to say in your hearts, Let God judge between me and thee, and reward thee according to thy deeds. The Lord is the ultimate judge. If you forgive someone, that does not mean that they are forgiven by God necessarily. And if you don't forgive someone, that doesn't mean that they are necessarily are not forgiven by God. These are two separate processes. He's going to forgive whom he's going to forgive, but our choice to forgive eases our burdens and helps us become more like God. If you have ill feelings towards someone, please consider forgiveness as an option. I really believe it can help improve our mental health. As we continue in the readings for this week, uh, we come across the amazing vision of the tree of life in 1 Nephi chapter 8. There are so many truths and principles there that we don't have time to discuss, but I strongly encourage you to prayerfully read and study that chapter. Find the truths and meaning in that for yourself. I want to focus on a principle in chapter 9 of 1 Nephi. This is a parenthetical chapter. It's where Nephi tells us a little bit about the process and decisions he made when he was writing his record. And for background, we need to remember about the 116 manuscript pages that Joseph Smith loaned to Martin Harris that were subsequently lost. The first eight chapters of 1 Nephi are basically a synopsis of that 116 pages that was a record that was kept by his father, Lehi. Nephi had already started his own journal where he was recording the historical events of the, of the people, and he called those the large plates of Nephi. And then in 1 Nephi chapter 9, Nephi says he got a commandment from God to create a different set of plates, almost like a secondary journal, where he would write more personal things, and these were called the small plates of Nephi. And it was in those that he summarized the record of his father. In verses 4 and 5 of Nephi chapter 9, we read, Upon the other plates should be engraven an account of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, these plates are for the more part of the ministry, and the other plates are for the more part of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not. If Nephi hadn't created the secondary record or the small plates and included a summary of his father's record there, then we'd be missing critical details from Lehi's life and ministry, including 1 Nephi chapter 8, the vision of the tree of life. It was Lehi who had that vision and not Nephi um, originally. And the wise purpose that Nephi refers to in verse 5 forecasted events that would not happen for more than 2,000 years. Yet the Lord was already thinking about this and creating a plan. The reason I like this so much is it speaks to the awareness and careful attention that Heavenly Father is paying to our lives. Sometimes it's easy to feel forgotten. It's easy to feel like no one is aware of us. These types of thoughts can increase anxiety and depression, but such thoughts are completely incorrect. Our Father in Heaven and Savior are always watching over, forever concerned, and always doing what is necessary for our best possible outcomes. One of my favorite scriptures is in the book of Moses, where Enoch marvels at the immensity of the universe 
but then realizes at the same time that God cares for us each individually. It's in Moses chapter 7, verse 30, and it reads, And were it possible that man could number the particles of the earth, yea, millions of earths like this, it would not be a beginning to the number of thy creations, and thy curtains are stretched out still, and yet thou art there, and thy bosom is there, and thou and also thou art just, thou art most merciful and kind forever. When you are sad and feeling like nothing is worthwhile, when you are anxious and feel like nothing is certain, please remember that the God of innumerable creations is there for you with his arms outstretched and wanting to comfort you in a massive celestial embrace. We are his children. We are his most important priority. To think any less of ourselves is simply incorrect. I always end my podcast episodes with an invitation to act and invite you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations would be good for you to do. This week's invitation is as follows. Do a scripture search regarding forgiveness. Find at least three scriptures that resonate with you regarding the topic of forgiveness. And then as you study and ponder those scriptures, answer the question, how can forgiveness help me achieve greater personal peace? I have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement the weekly invitations. To find out how to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find that link in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to the podcast. You can get access to new episodes each week, and please share this with others. And there are written transcripts of the podcast as well. You can find that link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.